Stay safe, Hong Kong. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. Democratic Party legislator Ted Hay hits out at the chief executive Carrie Lam's proposed plan to defuse the anti-extradition crisis. Cleaners strip a linen wall in Changsawan, and Saudi Arabia says the drone strikes on two of its key oil, oil facilities will cut production in half. Democratic Party legislator Ted Hay has hit out at the chief executive Carrie Lam's plan to defuse the anti-extradition crisis through what he described as a staged dialogue with community leaders. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, he said the five demands of the protesters are clear and had been so for three months. And in an appeal to the international community, he said the desire for freedom and democracy was driving the protests, not secession and violence. Now it is my turn to ask the world to see Hong Kong clearly. I'm asking the world to help us uplift the core goals of this movement. We are not rioters, nor independent seekers, nor violence makers. I urge the world to lift the deceptive veil Beijing has been trying to put on Hong Kong. Please know that freedom and democracy are the only things Hong Kong people are asking for. Is that too much to ask? Several people have brought along tools to remove anti-extradition protest notes posted on a so-called Lenin Wall outside Changsha Wan MTR station. They were responding to an online call for a flash mob cleanup campaign in the district. A rival group chanted pro-democracy slogans and held up a banner, but the two sides didn't confront each other. Yesterday, about a dozen men in light blue shirts and waving Chinese flags stripped another Lenin Wall outside Fortress Hill MTR, attacking at least two men. Anti-extradition protesters have since recovered the wall with notes. The Secretary for Welfare and Labor Law, Law Jikong, has called on employers to refrain from cutting pay unless they have no alternative. Writing on his blog, Mr. Law said the government had introduced a series of measures to help businesses in to cope with the weaker economy. He said the Employees Retraining Board would also provide a special program for those who are sacked or underemployed due to the downturn. Several hundred people have rallied outside the British consulate, calling on the UK government to save Hong Kong. Waving British flags, they chanted slogans such as, One country, two systems is dead. They say China has failed to honor the Sino-British Joint Declaration, and they want the UK to take action on this. The World Trade Center in Causeway Bay has closed due to a large-scale public activity this afternoon. Police have refused permission to a rally in the area to be held today. But there are online calls for people to go for a stroll from East Point Road to Cheddar Garden. Saudi Arabia says the drone strikes on two of its key oil facilities has led to a temporary suspension of operations at the sites and will reduce production by about 5.7 million barrels a day. The energy minister, Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman, said this amounted to about 50% of state oil company Aramco's output. Here's the BBC's Katie Prescott. Saudi Arabia produces 10% of the world's crude oil. Cutting this in half could have a significant effect on the global oil price come Monday when markets open. But movements on trading floors won't have an immediate impact on consumers as the price on the markets takes time to filter through. Whether there is any impact at all at the pumps really depends on the size of the spike, how long these facilities take to fix and if the country can draw on its reserves to minimise disruption. This all stokes broader fears about tensions in the region and whether such attacks could succeed again. 
President Trump has spoken about signing a defense deal with Israel three days before a general election there that's too close to call. Mr. Trump tweeted that he'd spoken to the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu about a potential mutual defense treaty that would further anchor the strong alliance between the two countries. The body of the former president of Zimbabwe, Robert Mugabe, is being kept in his rural hometown after a low-key state funeral in the capital, Harare. The BBC's Andrew Hardy reports. This grand farewell to Zimbabwe's founding father felt muted. And when the Mugabe family spokesman came to praise his uncle, a note of deep bitterness crept in as he described Mr Mugabe's last months. Towards the end of his life, he was a sad man. Sad, sad, sad man. That mood seemed to infect some in the crowd as people drifted away. A state burial was supposed to take place tomorrow, but now that's been postponed indefinitely. Mr Mugabe's widow, Grace, is demanding a grander mausoleum. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. A television show in Denmark has raised enough money to plant nearly a million trees around the country. The telethon event is believed to be the world's first to focus on climate issues. One of the organizers, Kim Nielsen, said one million trees wasn't a lot on a global scale, but the idea was to make people aware of what they could do to tackle the climate crisis. The first trees will be planted next month. The Italian Coast Guard has begun transferring more than 80 migrants rescued in the Mediterranean from the charity vessel, the Ocean Viking, to the island of Lampedusa. From there, most of them will be taken to other European countries. Hannah Wallace Bowman from the medical charity Médecins Sans Frontières is on board the Ocean Viking. She says European countries have to change their attitudes to migrants. A number of countries have stepped forward in solidarity with Italy to provide, again, a somewhat ad hoc solution for disembarkation. But we would hope that this is kind of a step forward to a more humane and predictable response to, to disembarking those people rescued at sea. Forensic scientists in the Mexican state of Jalisco say they've managed to identify 44 bodies found in a well outside the city of Guadalajara. Officials said identification work was still continuing on other bodies. The BBC's Candice Piat has more details. The well had been filled with 119 bags containing body parts. The remains were discovered in early September after locals complained of the smell. Mexican police have given no details as to who the victims were. This is the second largest find of bodies in Jalisco this year. The state is the heartland of one of Mexico's most violent drug gangs. A local collective which searches for the bodies of the disappeared appealed to the government to send more specialists to support the work. Police in England are investigating the theft of a solid gold, fully functioning toilet worth more than a million US dollars from Blenheim Palace. It was part of an art exhibition. That story from the BBC's John McManus. The 18-carat, fully functioning gold toilet designed by Mauricio Catalan only opened to the public at Blenheim Palace two days ago as part of a wider installation of the artist's work. Visitors were encouraged not to spend too long using the facilities, which were installed close to the room where Winston Churchill was born. But overnight, police say that a group of offenders using at least two vehicles unplumbed the toilet and took it from the palace. A 66-year-old man has been arrested in connection with the incident. 
Sport, football, Liverpool have extended their lead at the top of the English Premier League after they beat Newcastle 3-1 in last night's early kick-off at Anfield, while champions Manchester City were stunned 3-2 at Carroll Road by Norwich City. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool side have now won 14 league games in a row. After 25 minutes, we found we want our feet finally and um, could then set the tempo that changed everything. Scored wonderful goals. Yeah, Sadio, both goals were brilliant. Bobby came on, and hopefully, if it's not too serious, to be honest, um, Bobby came on, obviously in good shape, um, played a fantastic game, and um, Sadio scored two, um, and more <laughs> nice goal as well. Manchester City's first loss of the season leaves them five points adrift of Liverpool at the top of the Premier League, but manager Pep Guardiola was gracious in defeat. Congrats to, to Norwich. Uh, I had the feeling we didn't concede too much. In the Bournemouth game, we conceded more than, than today. Uh, arrived a few times and they scored a goal. The first goal in set B is the third one and the you know, second one in the counter-attack. So credit to them. I think it, we didn't... We, we make a more than decent game, but there's always where it is, so learn from that and, and carry on. The former Wales rugby union captain, Gareth Thomas, has revealed that he's HIV positive. Thomas, who 10 years ago came out as gay, is thought to be the first British sportsman to go public about living with the virus. He said he hoped that speaking out about his diagnosis would help others, and he wanted to break the stigma around the condition. I want to... I want to remember what it's like to live again. I want to remember what it's like to feel free. And to do that, I have to, I have to educate myself. I have to be strong. I have to be, at the end of it, a completely different person to the person I am now. The former British Lions captain, who's 45 years old, will be working as a broadcast commentator at the Rugby World Cup, which starts in Japan next week. That ends the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value, value and a new experience. 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 Experience.